It's all right, man. You don't want to do the shot. It's okay. No, let's do, let's do it. Let's Whenever do come it. back. Check. Check one, two. Oh, shit. Sounds loud as fuck. You need me to turn it down a little bit? No, you good. You good? Because yeah. we can turn down. We can turn the, uh, the headphone volume down. No, I'm all right. All right. That sounds cool. all right. Sounds good, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. You want to do this or let's, you want to do this? Let's do this. Yeah. All right, That man. one time. <laughs> this one time. That was thi oh, this one time. Oh, one shot, huh? Holy fuck. What was that? <clears throat> Sailor Jerry's. Sailor Jerry's. Not sponsored, but let me know. <laughs> Man, a little bit, a little hair in that one. <laughs> Get some DNA up in there. Some of Jerry's hair. That no. rugged, some some old pirate hair, dude. Just one of the whiskers. See you later. Thank you. That was uh, Marina, was it? Mayana. 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 She was great. Later, girl. I asked you, I, I came in here. Huh. We're at Desert Ridge, Sam, uh, Sandbar Desert Ridge. That's right. And um, I asked you, I was like, who's your go-to bartender? Mm -hmm. Not to put anybody else, you know, on blast or anything like that, but you said, hey, she's very nice to me. Yes. And she has been very nice to me. Yes. So she was great. Um, but we're here. You're here. I am here. <laughs> <laughs> F the Chargers. Oh, yeah, they lost, right? That's right. <clears throat> Why do you hate the Chargers? Well, one, before we roll on to that, welcome okay. to this one time. <laughs> this one time is burning. Yeah, is it? <laughs> it's right it's, there. It's, burning. it's right there, huh? It's right there. It's all good. It's warming you up. It's, it's getting cold outside, you it, know. It, it's, it's a little chilly. It's late November right? in Arizona, of all places. Um, but uh, my guest today is a longtime friend of mine. And um, shoot. Hmm. We've been into some things, man. Some things. <laughs> Joe Maldonado, DJ Area 4. Um, you still rocking the uh, Bum Squad? No. Okay. No. The uh, Bum Squad got dismantled back. Get right up on it, baby. Uh, Pull got, it to you if you need it. It got dismantled back uh, a couple years back. Oh, man. I missed the train on that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just uh, time. Yeah. It kind of ran its course. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah, but you've been grinding on your own things, man. I mean... Fuck, like when I shared the post that I'm um, interviewing you, it's like, mm. yeah, Hustler Man, since day one, you know? I met you at the first show that we performed together um, with oh, Bobby. Stray Cats. Yeah, Stray Cat. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure. That was, that was, um, <laughs> it was crazy. So, from my perspective, so I was just DJing there that night. Yeah, you were DJing the whole event. You were there since like, what, five or six? Yeah, I had no idea that you guys were going to be there. Yeah. I had no idea that. Bobby and your your band was dope as shit. <laughs> like, I didn't realize that until till everything happened on stage. Yeah, like, once the, the song dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Bobby's like, "Hey, do you want to do some cutting? You know, up there while we're up there?" And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, sure." <laughs> and then and this is after what, like six, seven other uh, rap hip hop acts. Yes. That were coming through and handing you a CD or a thumb drive. Right, and but you 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 noticed that there was instruments up there. Yes, there was so, a drum set, guitar. No, it, it's no, just, it's just it was just bass and guitar yeah. and, and drums at that point. Mm -hmm. um, so you notice all that, right? So are you asking yourself like, who who's this for? <laughs> um, or are you just kind of like, oh, maybe it's just part of the atmosphere that they're putting off? Yeah, I kind of like want to see what's gonna happen. Yeah. Like, so I've done bars and 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 stuff. So like, they usually have some 
extracurricular or bands that come after the DJ. Oh, okay, okay. So I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know that it was going to be for the rapper or uh-huh. for Bobby's band. So basically, I thought the night was over for me. Yeah. Um, but he was like, hey, you want to come up and cut it up? And I was like, scratching? Yeah, all right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's easy. What I was put on this earth to do? That's right. That's right. That's crazy. So, um, so Chad was drumming. Yeah. And like, it started, you guys are into your stuff. And then there was one moment. <laughs> I'm looking over and the crowd is just like the energy and the crowd is just like I'm like what's happening right now yeah like, we, we had we had brought a lot of people Bobby brought a lot of people out yes yeah a lot of co-workers and friends that family yeah so it felt like to me like what just happened <laughs> just like the energy just shift there was drums there was instruments and I'm cutting and it was sounding good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, hell yeah. Everything was sounding good. And I've seen a lot of artists come through and everybody <laughs> does their thing. Yeah. But I've never seen it like that in a while, especially yeah. since I've been in Arizona. Because you're from Indiana, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So in Stray Cats was one of the first places where I started to DJ at. Mm-hmm. Love that place, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 I yeah. loved it. So R.I.P. Stray Cat. Take me back Tuesdays. They would have the underground um, artists come out and they would rap and then have some other artists, you know. So through the months, I've kind of seen, you know, pretty much what the local scene was about and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. who was what. And Bobby was the first that had a band. Yeah, you know that grabbed you. Yeah, which is crazy because um, I met him through our roommates that worked together, and we're like, "Hey, you know, my friend's rapping." And at that time, I was working at Guitar Center, playing my bass like poorly, <laughs> you know, just just real basic <laughs> stuff, man. And uh, I'm still not any better, by the way. Um, but he was just like, "Yeah, let's hang out. You know, let's go to my this new spot." And he's showing me some of his verses, which would eventually be become like a lot of the songs on the first album. Right. And um, I was like, "Man, this guy is like straight cool." Like we would go out uh, and party, and he'd be break dancing. He'd open up the circle. I was like, "Man, this guy's got a good vibe." I, and what it was was he was he was also boxing. Okay. Um, so he was training. So that translated to how he performed on stage. Right, right, Because right, he's right. in there putting in the work in the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when he get, hits the stage, and he was constantly just working on his raps. And he's like, you play bass? He eventually moved in um, to my place with, with, you know, the roommates and whatnot. And um, and I was like, yeah, play bass. Let's, let's do something, right? And then where he was recording with Chad, um, he was playing drums, too. Chad, Chad didn't really want to play drums, but he <laughs> kind of like, had a fall right. in. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so we did that, and then Kalen, the guitar player that eventually came on, baddest guitar player in Arizona, love him. Um, he uh, he worked with Bobby as well, and he was in a couple of cover bands and original bands. I mean, that dude stays busy. Kalen, Kalen Gross, uh, shout out to Kalen. Um, what up, Kalen? Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, man, I love that cat. Um, but yeah, he was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I want to do something, and I was like, well, I'm down. Let's let's see what we can get together. And I remember them putting on that show, and one of the guys that was going on, that was supposed to headline, the guy that was supposed to headline came to one of our rehearsals, mm-hmm. and as soon as he just, like you said, yeah. saw what you saw that night, drums, bass, I mean, you could be a dope rapper, lyricist, but 
when you're just handing off that CD or that, that USB, there's a different aspect when it's live. Right. It's like it's like you when when you're DJing here, you know, if you're just kind of like selecting the songs or are you actually bouncing and juggling and doing some cuts, there's a different aspect to that. No, for and sure. As soon as that guy saw, he was like, I'm supposed to go on after you guys. I'm not going on after <laughs> like, no band. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not going after no band. Come on, dude. Yeah, and like yeah. I said, like all the, the all the acts that went on before us were all just, you know, just, 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 reg- just, just yeah. your regular rappers up there rapping over their beats, you mm-hmm. know, doing their thing. And they were doing their thing and they right. were good. But it's like that live aspect that, you know, I have a lot of friends that are like, you know, either really into rock or metal or, or country and stuff. And they really dug what we were doing because, I mean, Bobby's really lyrical, you know, in his own right. He's, right. he's very powerful with his words. And then we were playing the songs live. There's no way around that. No, it was just a good energy and vibe. Like, <laughs> I I remember looking over and I'm like, what the, uh, right? Like, really? This is... <laughs> This is some good stuff, right? And I was having fun, and I was just doing improv. Yeah, you know, and and just kind of knowing when to do cuts and when not to. And I was very novice at it, but I've I've worked and been around a lot of rappers, and kind of like, yeah. But shit, it was your first time listening to these songs, so yes, you know, and 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 kind of. When I'm up there, like I hear, but I don't hear. I'm, I kind of more. I was just more feeling the energy because we we're, were talking about the hole in your head earlier. Yes, you know the third eye. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. you have you pick up auras and uh, just vibes and vibrations. The it's, earth. I don't know what it is. The universe it, speaks to you. It sometimes, yeah, sometimes, <laughs> so, sometimes. That's when, why you use that energy that you receive to translate it to the people that are out to have a good time. I I try. I try. Yeah. There's sometimes when I really, I try, and then there's sometimes I just it, it takes over. You're almost just like um, a vessel for what the universe needs to put into this it, room right now to shake it, some asses. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great <laughs> if I was. Uh, What's the yeah. word I'm looking for? A con- all that all that comes to mind is concubine, which is definitely not the case. <laughs> That's not the word. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't no concubine, right? <laughs> What's the word, um, dude? Um, they use it all the time um, for for possessed for, uh, items that are possessed. What's that word? I don't know, bro. bro um, people right now that are listening, I'll um, be like, no, <laughs> <laughs> any possessed motherfuckers out there? <laughs> nah, dog. You uh, <laughs> just went to the left side right here. <laughs> That's Luke, what happens when we talk I'm about your third your eye. Father. <laughs> <laughs> Using the force. That's what happens when we talk about the third eye. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of crazy <clears throat> because um, I've always asked for anything when I've talked to the Lord or or spirits or whatever. I just always ask for vision. Ah, okay. Because I, I didn't want to miss anything. I didn't want to miss opportunities. I didn't want to miss what I was supposed to see. Yeah, that's so, huge. So that was always things that I if I ever asked anything, well, I've asked a lot of stuff. <laughs> I've asked for a lot of stuff. Yes. But that was one of the main things I've always like. Anything, send me vision, please. Yeah. Just like, Lord, give me a sign. That that whole thing. Like, give me a sign. Like, not just a sign, but like, there's stuff in front of me that I need to you know be privy to i there's, need to see and witness there's signs everywhere but if you're not looking 
you're not you're not looking right so you not won't pick say, up on them exactly i mean you're not going to see you're not going to see them so it's just a matter on i guess what you're focused on and yeah yeah, you yeah. Know, what, what you're looking at where your mindset is at. right like we were talking earlier about what mindset's been at my, my mindset right now is kind of in the gutter i need to i need to get back on track mine's, man. Ha- mine's half and half like <clears throat> i have my that's good like an where, arnold palmer yeah yeah what is that lemonade and, and lemonade iced tea? and iced tea yes and then it becomes a john daly when you add some vodka <laughs> <laughs> okay okay i can see that yeah okay so you're half and half right now yes i'm half and half so yeah yeah oh no okay do we need another shot no no we do not need another shot so where were we going uh half and half man like i I gotta get back on track okay yes yes so so what i've been noticing i've been when i try to the momentum that i've built um i try to ride it as much as i can but then I fall into either old habits or old ways of thinking mm-hmm. um, um, or, or basically just doubting myself. Doubt. That's a big one, right? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think for the most part, I'm, I'm, I'm leading the charge. I'm on the good side. I'm on, I'm on the good foot. Yeah. I mean, I've always, that's why I feel like I've always like recognized of you. Like I said, you're a hustler. Like you're, you're constantly out there. And to me, it always seems like you're 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 putting in the work, and 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 maybe it might it's probably that you have high expectations for yourself, which is good. Yep. Um, but I've always noticed that you're out there. You know, you're, you're you're looking for the next move. What's the next move? I've yeah, it's always been yeah. What's the next move? Like, I've sacrificed a lot to to get where I'm at, I guess, or have gone through a lot to, and I guess everybody goes through whatever they got to go through to be at where they're at at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the the focus and the vision that I'm still looking for and asking for. So now, like, I've seen a lot of stuff. I've had a... I'll tell you a story. Oh, here we go. Okay, so that Buckle one up. time. <laughs> okay, so this is the first time I'm in Arizona... And this is the first time I realized that I'm alone. Hey, and this like, is when you moved from Indiana. Yes. Like, like, I have no one to go to. Oh, damn. So why Arizona, though? So this girl that I was dating at okay. the time, right? High school sweetheart type. Yeah. She was going to grad school out here. Okay. And we decided, that, well, I decided. We broke up at one point. Mm-hmm. And for whatever. All right. You want to go there? God damn it, I want to go there. It's whatever you want, <laughs> okay, man. Okay, all right. So what was I talking about? All right, so let's talk about signs, vision, and then when I realized that I was, I didn't have any friends here. Yeah. Right? So I have a lot of acquaintances and a lot of people that I do business with and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. But as far as friends, you know what <clears throat> I mean? Like at the time, I, I built relationships to a certain degree and then... Kind of kept them at bay. Yes. So that's just the way that it was. So I'm first time I'm going to the magic show right up in Vegas. So I'm DJing in Tempe. It's a Friday night. I can't remember the place. It's no longer called that. But anyway, so right after I'm done DJing, this guy's C-Nice. It's like, hey, we got a booth at the magic. 
da da we want you to come DJ. Oh. Da 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 da. Right? Big hype man salesman, right? Uh-huh. And see nice, it's like it's it is what he says, but it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> like you just don't know what to expect. But it's like, all right, I'm you want me to come DJ? I want to come DJ. It's Vegas. Yeah, hell right? yeah. And I've never, this is the first time I heard of the Magic Show, right? Okay. And that's where they do all the clothing lines and all the brands gotcha. okay. come in and they're in, in their showcasing. Okay. Right? And where all the buyers come and buy for their year or whatever designers that they're going to pick up, right? Mm-hmm. So they're for all the retailers. So I go drive all night, right? I don't know what year, maybe this was like 08, maybe 07. So I drive all the way to Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's nighttime, it's like four in the morning, right? Right after my DJ shift, done. Damn. Yeah, just DJ to DJ. I've owed anything that was DJing. I'm, yeah, okay. Where, 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 when, how do I set up? I'm there, right? So I get there, it's freaking like seven in the morning, <laughs> right? I'm texting him like, I'm here. Yeah. I'm freaking sitting, getting nothing. So I'm sitting in this apartment complex for maybe an hour. Ooh. Two hours. No sleep. Right? So then he finally picks up his phone. And then I'm like, oh, he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, um, one of his cousins is going to let me in. So he's not around. and let me. I'm just sleep deprived. No nap, no nothing. I'm just like, what the fuck? Okay, I'm here. We're getting ready to go DJ. I gotta be at the place at one o'clock, and he's trying to get badges to get in. Oh man, like just one of those type deals. Like he's got one badge to get six people in type stuff. Oh shit! <laughs> right. So anyway, long story short, we get in. Everything's fine. You know, it was just a long weekend and kind of like just ironic how things happen and there was artists there and they're putting out albums and everybody wants me to listen to their music yeah like, here take this take this take this mm-hmm. and i'm like all right i'll listen to it sounds good yeah let's work blah 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 right big networking and so i'm driving home i barely have any money I have enough to get there and to get back right so I'm driving, everything's good. I laid out. I think this was before like map, before Waze or anything like that. So and I really didn't use like MapQuest or follow, mm-hmm. you know, GPS. There wasn't really had. I didn't use it. Yeah. Well, this was 07, 08. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like it is to now. But I remember the route that I went. Uh-huh. So I was like, all right, this is where I gotta go. This is my exit. For whatever reason, I'm just driving. <laughs> and then I there are trees. There are trees. What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? Where did these trees fucking come from? Like, I don't remember seeing trees on the yeah. way up. Are you on your way to Reno? <laughs> no. But I'm in Flagstaff. Oh, and this was the way yes. this was not the way that I came. Yeah, no, right? no, no. So I'm in Flagstaff. I'm like, I realize I took an extra hour out of the way, so my gas is like... And you didn't get paid because you didn't play? Well, I played, but it wasn't... It wasn't what... You know, it wasn't... I got enough. Gotcha. But, okay. it, but still, it wasn't enough. Got it. Right? 
So in, back in those days, it was just kind of, all right, I say I play in Vegas. We'll see what happens. I was always saying yes to everything yeah. if it was about DJing. Uh-huh. All right. So I'm driving. Like, all right. I got this credit card that has a little bit left. I don't have my fucking ID. Oh, uh, okay. Nothing. Yeah. Right? Leave it back wherever it's gone. I'm driving, and then I'm noticing, but I don't notice until that I don't have any money until I get to the gas station, mm-hmm. which I barely make it. So I get off on the off ramp. So this is like a holiday weekend. I don't know which holiday was it, but there's boats. People mm. coming up wherever they're going, they're boating, right? I would say it has to be Memorial Day or Labor Day. It was one, one, of, it was, it was one of those. It was one of those. It was, it was a holiday. So I'm at this truck stop on E. <laughs> no money. And I'm just like, what am I going to do? So, and I only met a couple people, only had a couple people in my phone, this and that, right? So I'm like, all right, let me, uh, let me see what's up. Extend the uh, olive branch. It's like, hey, I need, I need somebody to come scoop me, basically, right? SOS. No, 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 right? Yeah. So I'm, I didn't call my roommate because mm-hmm. I didn't want there to be any friction if there was a no yeah is my so gotcha. I, this is where i live i don't know anyone else mm-hmm. and i'll tell you that story if you want to go that way but as far as that so i'm like all right i'm just not gonna even go that route Ooh, damn yeah so who knows he could have he could have saved me that day but he didn't so because i didn't ask yeah so that's probably why so I'm there like, what am I going to do? And it's getting later and later. All I just see is these people coming in. There's a McDonald's behind me. And I'm like, should I just... You robbed the McDonald's then? No, I did not rob the McDonald's. <laughs> okay, all right. Woo! So right in front of me, I'm just like upset. I realize that there's... I'm all alone. Like, damn. I'm all alone. I don't know who else to call. Like, yeah. how... And I'm only like maybe... An hour away from Phoenix. Yeah, an hour, an hour and 20 minutes. I'm just here. right out on the edge. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm just so close, right? So, like, all right, I just need quarter tank gas. I'll be good. Let me figure out what do I got to do. So then I'm just thinking, what do I do? 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 I look up, and I'm on the side of the gas station. So the tanks are to my left. And I'm on the side, and then if you walk straight, and then there would be the, the door, right? Uh-huh. There's a payphone right there. I look up, and there's this little old lady sitting there with a suitcase. Uh-huh. She wasn't there two seconds ago. Oh, man. Like, you see Men in Black, the very first one? Yeah. When they're at the shooting range, and they're like, what's out of the ordinary? And it was yeah. the little girl with the science books. Uh-huh. It was like that. Like, what's out of the ordinary out of this picture is this little lady. Like, she had to be like 70. Uh-huh. Little. By herself. By herself with a suitcase. Just standing right there. And I'm, I just look at her. And then I get out the car. And then she goes, looks like you're in trouble. What? Right? And I'm like, look, 
I tell her the story. This is what happened. I don't know where my ID is. Da, da, da. She's like, well, $20 gets you home. And I was like, <laughs> yes. And it's like, I'll pay you back. Give me your number. Da, 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 da. Right? Get home where I'm driving. I'm pissed. Like, just one, I feel embarrassed that I had to in that situation. Just yeah. like, fuck, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but at that point, you, 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 it is what it is. You're in right. that situation. Right. It, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have forgot your ID or, yeah, Just, you could have, you know, played it, it differently. Right. Yeah. So I was there driving back, and I'm just like, man, realizing, you know, I don't have any, I haven't built any relationships with anyone to come save me if I needed saving. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I got no one that's got my back, right, basically. So I'm just mad at myself, mad at the situation, mm-hmm. mad at the people that fucking dissed me. Yeah. Right? And to their credit, they didn't know me that well, I guess. Right? Whatever. So I get home. I'm pissed. Whatever. The next day. So the way that we had it set up is we had the living room and then the dining room. And then we had our turntables in the dining room. So DJ Earl was my roommate. And I met him at a DJ battle. Mm-hmm. And then we just became friends and roommate situation, right? So I'm just cutting, just kind of like just doing what I'm doing. The TV's on. Out of nowhere, it's on this religion channel. Uh-huh. And then I stop, and then all I hear is, you have to forgive. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm fucking upset. Right? Whatever. So I'm just like, all right. You just have... Basically, that was the message. Uh Right? So I'm hearing this. And I'm looking. I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) But I don't want (laughs) to. Exactly. I'm like, okay, I hear it. Like, So going back to seeing or hearing things or whatever, I got the message, basically. So, And there was another time that it that happened to me like i've gotten confirmation if you will mm-hmm. all right so going back to the third eye asking for vision so that was one thing that happened to me that could be coincidence could be whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um but then how do you how do you explain the tv talking to me not really talking to me to but you. But it was something that was playing at the time, and you picked up on it. I wasn't watching any church show. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like maybe they got something for me out here. You know, you know? You know what I mean? But it the was timing. It was on for whatever programming I had on the TV. Switched to that, and then once I stopped, that was the message. It was about forgiveness, right? So <laughs> acknowledgement. <laughs> there, I'm gonna tell you one more story. Yeah. All right, so this is before I moved to Arizona. And I have this big church thing that happens. I told you we were doing Quickstar, which is like Amway. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we're in D.C., right? D.C. And um, so it was me and my girl, um, my two roommates, which were in the DJ crew, the Wax Mechanics, and they actually is the one that got us in there. So I'm like, I need money to move to Arizona. So I'm selling stuff. I'm in this pyramid or whatever you want to call it that yeah. they're doing, right? So they sell me basically 
this is how you can make a lot of money yeah so we go to one of the conventions so i'm spending money to learn how to make money mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. we're in this big arena whatever hundreds of people so the next day they have like this service church service or whatever right mm -hmm. so i'm i'm pretty <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> Hey. I'm gonna sneak behind and lay this for you. Okay. Thank you. You told me you didn't want one, so I didn't get you yeah, one. Yeah, I, I don't. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> anyway, um, so my personality, pretty much, I'm a non-confrontational kind of guy. <laughs> I'll, I'll avoid anything for any embarrassment or anything like that yeah because like, you don't know how a situation will play out man right. it's like you're gonna put yourself out there and then you don't it could go sideways real quick right no for that's for sure yeah so it was just very out of my character so they were just talking about stuff and like at the time i wanted you know how i was saying like i wanted to change a lot of stuff right yeah yeah and so out of nowhere, bro, I just get up and walk to the front of the stage. He's calling for people, come up to the stage, like yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And I'm, it's hundreds out, of, out of character for yes, you. Yes, yes, like I don't. <laughs> is is I don't even know how to explain. Very out of character, right? So I get up, then I'm just crying, like I can't even see. Yeah, I yeah. see the person on the stage and they're just looking at me and there's a probably maybe like 10, 20 other people that come to the stage or whatever. But anyway, I have this big whatever it is, right? So I'm all motivated coming back. like, all right, we're back from the conference. We're in D.C. We did our thing, whatever, whatever. So then me and the guys that I with, so we're trying to work the business, basically. So we're in this liquor store trying to sell the owner. <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere I swear out of nowhere this bum or person just comes in opens the door and yells out everything is gonna be alright yeah. and shuts the door <laughs> and, le and leaves <laughs> it's like those posts nowadays where it's like I don't know who need to hear this but everything's gonna be alright yells it yeah yells it uh, and i'm like because we're at least i was you know like not very skeptical about what i was doing because i had done a lot of stuff like i sold perfume on the streets and sold it in tennessee and did satellites i sold it in vegas like i've done a lot of just entrepreneurial yeah, yeah fucking I've, hustling I, dude i've and I look back at where I'm at now, like, I don't even know. That's why things happen. But anyway, yeah. um, I don't even know. I don't even know what back well, to, no, so, like Rizzo was talking about that on, on Joe Rogan's podcast yeah. like just last week. He They would sell socks. Yeah. You buy socks for, <laughs> well, I think, 5 or $10 a pair, and uh -huh. then you would you would sell them, or a, a set, I think, a bag. I think you get them for, like, 3 or $5 a bag, and you'd sell them for $10 a pair, or right. $10 for the bag. Mm -hmm. And you would go, and you would just slang it. You're just you're just flipping shit. You're 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 finding a way to make money, and doing what you can, making the best out of right. it. Right. Like yeah. RZA. So I thought that was the best thing for me to make more money, 
So at the time when I was doing, I was a DJ mm-hmm. and I was in my second year of DJing. So and at that time, 2002, three, there wasn't any big DJ stuff. Like no one was, there's no YouTube, there's no DJ school. Well, actually Jam Master J just opened up his DJ school. Uh-huh. And a couple months before I met him. Yeah. But anyway, so basically DJing is wasn't where it's at the way that it is now. You mm-hmm. know, you're vinyl, you're doing it's it's old school. There's really no future. The only future that I saw out of it is unless you were on the radio. Yeah. Like if you were a radio DJ, that's where it's at. That was really the only thing that or you DJed for uh, a, an artist. An artist, yeah. That was really the only thing that had any upsides besides DJ battles. Gotcha. So, so there was nothing about DJing than moving to Arizona. Um, I don't even know where I want to go with this. <laughs> you want to go dark? No. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. We don't. We definitely don't want to go dark. We're 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 following the light. All right. Good. So, help me out here. I'm. <laughs> You're talking about just you know, hustling, getting a sign. The guy, the guy, uh, the guy, the bum went into the into the liquor store, or just opened it up and said everything's gonna be all right, and closed it. Yes. So I guess at the time it was, I didn't know what, what was going on, what I was doing. Which what, is normal, cause how old were you? I was 22. Yeah, goddamn dude. Yeah. yeah. So there was nothing. Was like what what didn't know anything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So. All I knew, I was moving to Arizona, yeah, and I needed to make money, mm-hmm. and I didn't have shit but a car, a dog, and my records. And I sold everything but the car, the dog, and the or I sold the car, didn't sell the dog and the <laughs> records. <laughs> there you go. Some people would be really upset to hear you <laughs> sold the dog, man. No, I actually lost the dog. Oh, so the dog got stolen. You sold loosely. So I had I had I had a pit bull named Juice. And yeah, R.I.P. Juice. So Arizona basically wasn't very good to me for the first couple years on certain levels. Yeah, but in DJing it actually was pretty. It it did everything. Cause that me. was what oh six oh seven. Yeah. So oh three I moved here. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah yeah yeah. And basically I grinded, didn't have anything, mm-hmm. didn't know know anybody. So basically you had to start over. Yeah. So what I did was I got an internship at Power 98 at the time. Uh-huh. Or 93. 98.3, I think. So it was 93, then it turned to 98. Well, anyway, so I got an internship. I lived on Power Road in Mesa, and I had to ride the bus, the red line. Ooh. Six hours. Three hours there, three hours back. Fuck. But that's where you wanted to be. You wanted to be around because you said the only the only avenue available to DJs is to get on the radio. So you got a radio gig at this point. Whether you're you're not to, on the radio, but you're I had to meet the best guys. The best guys right were on the radio. Yeah. Right. So I was like, all right, let me intern, then maybe get on the motherfucking radio. Right. <laughs> so I finally, well, so I do that intern, whatever. I didn't get hired, but. Um, I just went through a lot of just what you go through when you're young. You don't know what what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. but I everything that I knew was all about DJing. Like that was really my main focus, and then, like everything that I've DJing has always been like I've always gotten gigs off of another gig or somebody recommending me. Mm-hmm. There was one time that I did a tryout. Oh shit! It was, okay, it was Club Downtown. Downtown. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember that. Place. So I had a bag of records. I called them, looked in the Nouveau or with the, the College new, Times yeah, or whatever. Yeah, whatever it was. I looked in there. The New Times? Yeah, New Times. That's it. Nouveau is an Indianapolis thing. So, and then I went in for, tried out. That was the only tryout that I ever did and didn't get the gig or whatever. Did it, rode the bus back. Ever since then, I've never, like, went out to search for a gig. So... I guess how I got gigs was when I got on with Chase. For some reason, they knew I was a DJ. I didn't. I don't know who I told or whatever. And I started doing the Chase events. Ooh, that's not a corporate gig. So yes. So so basically, that's how I got a little shine and a little uh, kind of people knowing what I do outside of work. And then. So my very first gig I got in Arizona was from the radio station. It was on for Valentine's Day. They had a the interns had to do an event. So it was at Marley's Nine Lounge. Okay. So the hot song was Usher's Yeah. Of course it was. So that was for like 13 years. So that <laughs> <laughs> So that was the the hot song of the time just to give you what was going on. My records weren't here. The the <clears throat> The truck, all my stuff wasn't here yet. So it was on the way, right? So I just, Top Speed, who is my mentor and everything, so he just hooked me up with the record labels. So I had a Rista promo guy, and I was having these records sent, these promos. So I didn't have the Yeah record. It was on, it was on the way. So I had a... So I did the first event. Your students these days don't know what you're talking about. They dude. have no idea. <laughs> Your students. They, they have no idea. So the so that the first event that I did was on a Thursday night. It's Valentine's, right? I did such a good job. They wanted me back the next night for the Friday night, and everybody was asking me for the yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. I didn't have it, right? Oh no. So I had to wait on the radio and record it. Oh, they don't know what you're talking about, dude. On, on a CD. <laughs> <laughs> you had to burn it? Yes. You had a discman? So I had to wait, right? And I burned it. Finally, took me like two hours, you know, because it repeats every, whatever. Anyway, I recorded it. I played it. Yeah. That was my very first gig. And you killed it. Yes. And um, so pretty much ever since then, I met other DJs kind of from one gig to the next gig to the next gig and that's how i met you guys yeah yeah seriously and then that's how i met joel Mm -hmm. that's how he introduced me to jim and that's how it just rest is history man right that's how it goes i tell like i tell people all the time like that that you know people that don't know how to get started or get going in an industry doesn't even need to be music but especially music do you want to know who you need to talk to play five gigs 
Yes. Just go play five gigs. Find five random gigs, play them. You'll find who you need to talk to from either talking to the people there, mingling with them, or the people that you need to talk to will be there. It just depends. Right. But you you just get out there and get going. And again, you, like you said, it's like you'll see it. It'll present itself on who you need to talk to, who you can link up. And it's 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 just like everything else in the world. It, it's, you know, that saying, it's like who you know. Right. Which actually, my friend, I interviewed her, mm-hmm. and she she flipped it. She's like, it's not necessarily who you know, but who knows you. Because you can say, hey, I know uh, Jam Master Jay. I met him. But when they ask him, it's like, hey, do you know Joe? And he's like, Joe, what are you talking about? And then <laughs> it doesn't stick as much. And, and I tell all the people that ask me how do I get gigs, and that's what I tell them. I was like, what's going to happen is that someone's going to ask whoever that they're asking if they know you. Yes. Like, have you heard of this person, this DJ? And it's either going to be yes or no. Yeah. And you want it to be yes. Yeah. And then they're going to be like, how was he? Or, you know, who, so then who is it? You get the yes. So that's your first step. Then it's okay. Then, yeah. Are they an asshole? Are they good? Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. And then that's just going to be basically um, all the work you put in. It's your resume. Exactly. The word of mouth, man. So huge. So how did you get, what got you into DJing, though? I ask myself this question all the time. When you're brushing your teeth, putting on your socks. Well, because I I want to tell the story right, because I never tell stories very well. (laughs) Like, my brain just jumps from, oh, I remember this, or I remember that, or I just go whatever and try to picture. So I don't have the, the right flow, but I'm looking at it from now. Then I'm looking at my future self. And then I look back at my past when I was really young, like, Mm -hmm. it was just there. Like, even though I didn't know I wanted to be a DJ or whatever, but there was something about it. So I guess the, there was little things. So let's say for an example, there was a Fisher Price animal farm thing. Right? No shit. Back in the 80s, right? So, scratching was very brand new sound. Very futuristic, very... No one was doing it. You could scratch with one of those. (laughs) Yeah, oh, shit. (laughs) That's right. So, I would mimic some scratches, right? And it was just more sound kind of thing. and then Just sound manipulation, man. And my sisters had records, but they were all rock records like Kiss and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And when I would get the, you weren't really supposed to touch the records. Yeah, you were. So so the way that I I tell the students, like, all right, if you never ever seen a turntable, they weren't like this. The way that you're looking at a 1200. Because you got a controller. Yes. Or are you talking about an SL twelve hundred? Yes. Oh, okay. So an a, it, it is a, a record player so, per se, but it's it's a, it's for for specifically for DJing, right? That that one that they're looking at. But yes. when I'm telling the stories, like when you when albums were around, you weren't really supposed to touch them. Mm-mm. So they had like the long middle stem, and you would stack the records, and they would have a magnet onto the tone arm, lift up the record, play it. And once it's over, it would reset and move the record to like another pile. Okay. Right? So okay. it was kind of that. So then basically you weren't supposed to touch the record unless you were to flip it over. So when you heard scratching, 
I was all about touching the record. Yeah. Right? So, you know, you always, everybody's like, don't touch the stereo because it's so expensive. Yes. And we never had a stereo. (laughs) But my friend's parents did. Oh, you fucked around with your friend's parents' stereo? But I see it. Okay, okay. So they had, so the way that the, the rack systems were back in the day, they had the 1200 was on the top of the rack. Uh-huh. So the turntable was on the top, and then you have your EQ, and then you have your double cassette, right? So again, your students don't know what you're talking about. Have no idea, <laughs> right? And which is cool. So it's kind of like you have no idea, and that's okay if you don't. Yeah, yeah. Right. But anyway. Yeah. But I would notice that the tone arm was curved. So I just knew that, and the way that the platter had the strobes, which are the dots on the platter. Those were the two things that stood out to me. I never read the name. I never looked at. I never read anything. Every like, <laughs> four don't read. That don't. I don't. <laughs> I just look for shit, right? Yeah. But anyway, so uh, that's what I noticed, and then I noticed that. So there was two things when hip hop was starting, and then I was in Germany at a time so there was what took you to germany so my my parents were both in the military okay so they were both drill sergeants oh damn motherfucker ah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. so that's that's another story yeah, so, right, another so you're in germany so so basically the only way that there was no tv was only like arms forces network and it was just new stuff okay. so we always had VHS tapes shipped from the states. Mm-hmm. So all that I had was either movies, cartoons, but the movies were the two movies were Beach Street and Breaking. Yeah, I did with the broom? Yes. So so basically that was the whole hip hop b-boy culture at the time was like starting. Yeah. And everything was like 3 4 years behind. You oh, because you're you, in Germany. Yeah, so you would get it and it'd be late, and then everything would be just whatever, right? So at the time, that was what was going on in Germany, right? There was the the new hip hop sound and, and VHS tapes. So I'm at the babysitters, just watching. That's all I did, just watch Beat Street, watch <clears throat> Break In, and obviously the dancing part was the first thing that you could do. Because you didn't have any equipment, but you would always daydream. But anyway, long story short, that was kind of like my first influence in, into DJing. Yeah. And then my really big turn. I don't even know. Scratch that. It's so weird because I told people I was a DJ and I wasn't. <laughs> And this was like seventh, seventh grade. so And I didn't know these people, right? So these are all... Kids. Oh, okay. So oh, I, moved, yeah. I moved to Indiana. Ooh, I I so you, you faked it till you make it. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. So then Stephanie Sage, they had, she had parties. Okay. There was right? a party chick in high school? There was a party chick. So okay. she had people come, and then basically I was the selector. Everybody would bring their CDs. Oh, okay. And then I would play the jams. I didn't know how to DJ. I didn't have any really DJ equipment. Yeah. Right, but that's what I did. Like, but you had a sense for the music. 
and how it would flow essentially I, I didn't know anything about mixing yeah i didn't know any i just knew what the hot songs were uh, okay okay and then they were giving me their cds so yeah. I was, they were partying i didn't i wasn't very a good social person right just coming from germany having my friends there and then not having friends like always moving around that's just how it is like you have friends and you're not having friends yes like, you have to start all over all over again and then it's like kind of like going into other people's circles and then you see their little clicks and yeah, whatnot. yeah. And, and their little thing and they've been friends since like second grade yeah yep, going yep. through third grade fourth grade you're right and I, and I didn't really realize this until later until I was like like, dude, you're best friends with this person. Anyway, so that's kind of like how I got, besides being different, they never ever seen anyone that looked like me. So this yeah. is this is Indiana. Yeah, 99%. So it's either black or white. Caucasian. Oh, okay. It's okay. either black or white. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. There's, there's really no Asians. There's no Mexicans. There's... Yeah, the bartender called you her little islander. <laughs> right? So there's no nothing. Yeah. Right? So basically it was just kind of like just, I don't know. It was just. You're the, the oddball. You're yeah, the, it's the o- token. It's always been like that for me because I really didn't grow up anything but just pop culture or just american i guess you would say uh-huh. because my dad was always gone in the field i mean he was always training yeah and my mom which i never knew my real mom right so she's white my stepmom and her family's from wisconsin as <laughs> white as white can be <laughs> which is which is cool because i remember second grade going to wisconsin and being like to in, visit or to no, live I there went, for a bit? I, I went to school. Yeah. This was like before we were waiting for quarters, basically. My dad got shipped over. Mm-hmm. We're waiting for quarters. And then once he gets his his quarters and then the family comes over. Is that is that like his directives? Oh, quarters as, as like Liv- a place to stay. Li- living yeah, yeah, place, yeah. right. Because yeah, yeah. he's living in whatever they live at, the barracks or whatever. That With a bunch of other savages. Exactly. Killers. <laughs> you know so um he's training them doing whatever that they're is he doing. like major pain style yes he, he was so you can't watch that movie oh i can <laughs> you kind of look like one of the kids on there actually <laughs> you do but he wasn't as funny as major pain oh shit it was all too serious it was all serious yeah it was all serious yeah 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 i mean it was If you don't know what drill sergeants are, like, what's that? Sh- what's that movie? The um, it's an old movie. It's a military movie too. Yeah, though? yeah, it's a military movie, and he's training. The- uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yes. Yeah, it's, a, it's Full Metal Jacket. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's a. It's, the- just, it's just all yelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, you have to, as a drill sergeant, you have to break the people that will break eventually. Like, and I mean, to, to some extent, everybody can, and most most of the time, will will break. I mean, there's there's a few of those hard like dudes. No, everybody breaks. But I mean, you got some of those dudes no, that no, are just no, no, no. Everybody breaks. Yeah, but then you have to rebuild. 
Oh, okay. You build up after you. Okay, good point. After, after you broke. Good point. Everybody breaks, but then you rebuild. Yeah. Thing is, there was no rebuilding. It was it just was break, just break, break. Cut. Yeah. Right. Whatever. But anyway, but that's what army life and drill sergeant was. That's that's just the way I experienced it. Yes. So what are we talking about? Uh, you in Germany being the oddball. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. So I'm. So you're so back in Wis. No, you were in Indiana, but you were talking about you were in Wisconsin for a bit. Yeah. So I think you're you're in Indiana. So, so basically, I'm trying to give context of being different. Yes. And noticing that I'm different. Uh huh. Right. And now, how like, old are you at this point? Thirteen. No, I'm maybe like nine. Okay. Damn. Okay. Ten, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um. But then going back to Indiana, then I'm like 13, right? Okay. So anyway, I start DJing the the parties. And I don't know. I don't know how to actually learn how to DJ until after I graduate. Uh-huh. But I've always had one turntable. I've always had like a couple records. And I've always, it was always around. Yeah. Like. I've always would wait on to watch MTV raps and wait for them to do something, but they never did it. They had the DJ equipment, but they would never do anything. Uh, so any any DJ at that time would always, if you didn't see it like a DJ performing, like the only time I saw a DJ perform was at the school dance in eighth grade. Okay. So... I knew that it was legit because I saw the S tone arm. <laughs> I was like, this guy's legit. He's got the equipment. Yeah. So they said, hey, in high school, you have to take the radio class to DJ the school dances. So okay. the, the junior high. Yeah. So, so we were in junior high, and the high school guy would come and DJ. Gotcha. Right, okay. And come and DJ. So I'm like, as soon as I get to high school, <coughs> I'm taking the radio class. I take the radio class. I didn't finish because it was so boring. (laughs) And I had to wait a whole semester. You had to learn FH or FCC regulations and all this boring stuff. And they weren't even really talking about music. It was just more of the back end business stuff, the logistics. It was just frequencies and the equipment. And I wasn't really geeking out at that time. Yeah. Like the way that I geek out now on equipment, right? Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, and it would be in a coffin on the floor every time I walk into the classroom. And I'm like, that's all I want. <laughs> like, because <laughs> I knew it was DJ equipment, right? Yeah. So anyway, so going back to the question, how did you get started in DJing? So DJing was just always around. And um, I'm in college my freshman year. I get my very first credit card, right? Well, before I go to college, so my best friend, his best friend was DJ Mr. Mix, right? He sold me a Crater Records for 50 bucks. Oh. So I had Crater Records. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, exactly. And then this girl I was dating at this time, her roommate had a guy that was rapping who knew a guy that was selling turntables. They weren't the right turntables, but it was 300 bucks. So I'm like, okay. I picked up the turntable. 
or picked up both of them. So one was a Sony, one was a Technique 1210. Wasn't the right one, but it was. Yeah, it was turntables. It's getting it's 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 allowing you to progress. So that was the first step because I've always never had a full set of gear, um, because I was in school. I was in high school. I'd played sports. I didn't have money to do anything. But there was a Radio Shack in Washington Square Mall. Uh huh. And this was the rate. This was the mixer of all mixers. Oh shit! Yeah. So because it had a crossfader. Oh. So er everybody was all about. At the time, if you talk to DJs back then, and this was probably like the mid '90s, and it was $115. I'm not getting that, mm -mm. right? No, mm -mm. <laughs> right? But anyway, <coughs> is this but, a Vestex? No, this is a real realistic. So this is way before Vestex came out. Okay, but I did get a Vestex. <laughs> my very first tax check. Nice. Yeah. So. Every time I'm at the mall, you know, you're a kid in your high school, you go to the mall, right? Hang out, girls, all that. Mm -hmm. You'd walk by a radio shack. It's like one day. <laughs> right? So check it. My sophomore year, my mom was like, all right, no more baseball. You're getting a job. Ooh. Yeah. Sophomore year? Done. Damn. Okay. Right? done right no more fucking baseball like anyway i was good at baseball but anyway yeah but didn't you play second base i did not play second base <laughs> well i did actually play second base. oh no it's the worst position i was second catcher in center field okay catcher in center field okay legit so second base is the weakest position <laughs> so are you second bases out there and shortstop's the best yes shortstop's the best um but um where am I going? So I get this job at commissary. So this is my first job. Uh-huh. And it's all tips. The military base is all the... Okay. Where it's fries, basically. A grocery store. So I'm a bagger. Mm -hmm. You just get paid on tips. Okay. All right? So this is where I meet all the other older kids. Because they're all the other schools. They're kids from everywhere right from these four or five other high schools and they're all older than me right so they're like juniors and seniors and then some college kids so they're coming home from college mm -hmm. to work yeah right so this is my first job i'm bagging so this guy that went to lawrence north james he has the realistic mixer oh shit He's a saxophone player. Oh, damn. And everybody knew I was a DJ, but I... <laughs> you were telling people you were a DJ. I thought I was, right? But I didn't know anything about DJ, right? So he's like, hey, I got this mixer. I don't use it. You should you should have it. So he gives me the mixer. Oh, just straight and, up. Straight up. So, and this is my senior year. Right? So I'm working. But anyway, that's my senior year. So I get the mixer that I've always wanted. Right? And I have the mixer. I get the turn. So that summer after graduation, so I DJ the graduation party with Brian Gray. He's He finished the radio class. So he had the DJ. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he piggybacked. <laughs> right? So... We DJed 
the graduation party. So my, our high school was like one of the biggest in in the city. So it was like fifteen hundred kids for our graduation class. Yeah. So Warren Central, which they call it Warren South Central. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, because it's like that, huh? Yeah. Well, anyway, so DJ the the high school party. I get the mixer. Going off to to Indiana State. Uh-huh. I don't know anything about college. Yeah. Right. All my friends are going to college. I didn't even know how to like to apply. Right. Like. Yeah, but everybody else is doing. It. You got to fall in line. Fall in line. Right, so I'm like, okay, what do I do? I already know I don't have the grades to go to a big school, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I get into Indiana State, right? So before I go, I get the, the Crater Records from Mr. Mix. It's 50 bucks. Had all the hits. like, And then he, I buy two mixtapes that he made. So I'm listening to these. And then at the time, Def Jam Comedy Jam was like the thing so and Kid Capri was the DJ so at the time that was the only thing that you saw as a DJ on TV there Mm -hmm. was no if it was in a movie you saw Juice where they had the DJ scene and that was really kind of the idea and then you had the old school stuff but that was the whole my roommate was like Kid Capri is in this so everybody would call me Kid Capri, <laughs> <laughs> just because I had DJ stuff, even yeah. though I didn't DJ, I didn't know how to DJ, right? Until I met Top Speed. Oh, okay. But anyway, so um, do you want to hear all this? Yeah, man. Okay, okay, okay. I'm telling it out of order, but I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so before I guess. So top speed. Uh-huh. So think of the best DJ in any city. Okay. You're a guy on the radio, the best DJ in any city. He's that guy in Indiana. Okay, okay. He's that guy. Like, they have a mural of him in oh, Indiana. Shit. Like, no, okay. he's, he's that guy, right? He knows everybody. He's been DJing for since, like, the early 80s. Like, mm-hmm. he's that guy. Yeah. So anyway, I would go to his house. Well, I would follow him. Like follow him home? No, but he would be at the clubs. Okay. So it would be like the teen clubs and then the under 21 teen clubs. So there was this club called Sherwood. Okay. So, and this was out in some, it was in Beach Grove and it was in the middle of the freaking cornfield. (laughs) (laughs) Like narrow roads, cornfield, then there's the Sherwood Park, right? Everybody from everywhere would come. Like it was the place. It to is be. the place, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see that smile. Yeah. Some it, shit went down. Yeah, yeah. In Sherwood. It, it was the place. So everybody, that was the spot. Summertime Mondays. Boom. Sherwood. Speed is spinning. So obviously, girls dancing, top speed. I was more focused on girls. But there was one time his cousin, so Joe Harvey was a rapper, and he was a year ahead of me, and rappers would always find me. Like, I'd just be around rappers. And so we're at Sherwood. He's like, hey, 
Todd, which is Top Speed's stepbrother, he lives two minutes away from here, and he's got DJ gear. He's like, come, come over. Yeah. So I'm like, DJ gear. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Go. Records. So we're in his garage. Records all on the floor. Tabletop. Everything's clean. DJ gear. Just like total studio setup. Like, boom, this is the spot. Right? I didn't even get to touch the stuff. He wouldn't let me touch it. Right? And he was cutting it up. And I'm like, oh, man. this. So then he plays this video. And this is the first time I see Babu. Oh, okay. Right? And he's like, oh, check Dilated out. Dilated people? Yeah. So he's like, check out this guy, DJ Babu. Da-da-da-da-da. So that was the very first time I see Babu. And I'm like, oh, snap. Okay. So then fast forward, my going to Indiana State, my very first credit card, the first $300 limit, first thing I do, the Source Record or Source Magazine. Yeah. In the back, it's Upstairs Records. Uh-huh. I bought a linear tech turntable because it had the curved tone arm. Yep. And the other one that I had didn't have a tone arm. Uh-huh. Right? So I get the, the get the I buy that and I buy the DMC. I didn't know there was it was a DJ video. Okay. Right? DMC. Right? And it was the first time that I see Qbert in Mixmaster Mike. Okay. And they're winning championships. Right? So this is like 94, 95 on the tape. So I get the tape, I'm watching the tape, and I have no idea what they're doing. Like it's so ahead. And then I'm seeing DJ, I see DJ Rectangles on there. Not familiar. Right. Oh. So he's legendary. Uh-huh. So he has this legendary blue mixtape. And story about Rectangle is there was this guy that would say he was DJ Rectangle. Ooh. And he would just front, which is okay, whatever. I understand it. I get it. Right? But I knew Rectangle's white. You're black. <laughs> right? like, oh, and he's never seen the video. Right? Because yeah. back then it was everything was consumed by tapes yeah. or the airwaves. It yeah. was hardly not like it is now. No. You can out dudes real quick. Yeah, you can you can see it's it's out there, right? So there was hardly any videos, and if you did have a video, you had a copy of from someone. So it was very, the culture was very rare as far as the DJ culture and who had equipment. And so if you got lucky to meet someone that was a DJ, that's was your in, uh-huh. right? So I already knew, and we're hanging out, and we're talking to girls, and he's like telling that he's rectangle. And I'm just like, Anyway, but Rectangle was on the tape. There was a couple of other stuff, but Qbert mixed Master Mike. And at that time, I've always been sports orientated. So I thought I was going to play college football, professional football, until they told me no. <laughs> Who's they? <laughs> My counselor. Oh, shit. <laughs> Mr. Shelbourne. Okay. Damn. He was telling me how it was, I guess. Yeah, he was being straight up with you. He was. Yeah. He's like, let me level with you, boy. But if he would have <laughs> said yes, I could, I would have gave it my best. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But anyway, so I buy the tape. I see everything, and I'm like, you can be a, a champion. And pretty much ever since then, that was my focus. 
like learn how to DJ, learn how to battle, like all that stuff of turntablism was just starting. Like it was so new. Like I would record stuff off of the TV uh-huh. so I could listen to it in my car. Cause I would always have to drive back every weekend to go work. Yeah, so it was like an hour and a half drive from Indianapolis to Terre Haute, which is the land of Larry Bird. Okay. That's where Larry Bird went to school. Okay. Right. That's the claim of fame right there. <laughs> right? The Birdman. Exactly. So um, I would listen to it, and, I, and it was really more trying to dissect the sounds or whatever. Yeah, for sure. So I guess just fast forward everything. I look back on clues that happened and the way that it turned out, and I guess just stuff that I focused on like when I moved out here that's what I wanted to do and at the time that was the height of DJing was the DJ battles 2003 then 2004 2005 everything went underground like Serato came out gotcha like records went away like there was a whole shift Napster came out like yeah that's right there was a whole shift in the music industry yeah so it was just kind of like it wasn't at its height the way that it is now where you mm-hmm. have red bull the way you have the dmcs are still around and and a track has his goldies awards and stuff like that so there's a lot of opportunity in djing yeah and that's what i tell all my students like look the best time of being a dj is right now now yeah like the equipment is so cheap like it really is the the entry of getting in is so cheap and then learning how to dj is everywhere yeah youtube schools there's well you give a class come on plug plug your course Uh, come on so if you want to learn how to dj come to az dj school a easy dj school because in scottsdale so everybody would not everybody but certain people would ask hey can you show me and i would always show them so like even when I would DJ at Mikhail's and that was like my first steady gig uh-huh, uh-huh. every Friday and how I got that gig is from DJ Mesmerize when I first got into a DJ crew bum squad and that's really when I learned the industry yeah. and I first like oh this is DJing <laughs> yeah this is radio DJing this is what DJs do this is how DJs work with artists so the first trip I I'm not the first trip to LA, but my second trip, I'm on this I'm on the Interscope yacht. Oh shit. Nicole from the Pussycat Dolls are com- oh. commons there. I'm in G Malone's Bentley. Damn. Bro, like <laughs> So this is probably like oh seven, oh eight, maybe oh no, I don't know but it's this is the first time where I'm seeing DJing at a high level. Like, Big Worm from, he's he's a DJ and he's DJing. And, you know, I'm, we're in Cali, right? So it's like all the artists, everybody's there. It's like, the hub. It's, yeah, it's, it's LA. the entertainment hub. It's, it's LA, right? It's music, right? And this is the first time I'm experiencing it on that level. And this is the first time I see my doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Doppelganger. So you said the first time, so you guys have ran into each other. So this is the first time that I ran into him. And um I'm trying to remember his name. His his stage name, he's a rapper. His name is Death Case. Okay. Delgado is his last name, which I don't remember. Death first, Case, first okay. Name. But Pull it up. I didn't see this. Okay, so you got a little bit Cubert vibe too, you know. Got a so, little bit of that. So I'm at the hotel. Yeah. Hotel Marriott, LA. Ooh. Okay. All, the, all the stars. Are Penthouse. There. Like, oh yeah. No, no, we were there, but it's all paid for. Okay. Right. Bum Squad. I mean, this is the 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 day before I go. I'm on the radio. My first time I'm on there, M2 brings me on the radio. Actually, my second time. M2? M2 puts me Ooh, on. Oh, here or? Yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. He puts me on power. I'm DJ. The Colts are going to the Super Bowl. Oh, like, your team? Everything is, everything is, <laughs> everything is flowing. My team at the time. So everything is flowing. And then we go to. <clears throat> your team at the time? Who's your team now? I don't have, I'm teamless. You're teamless, huh? Teamless. Any teams out there? Want to sponsor Area Four? He'll start repping your uh, your shirts, jersey memorabilia. So once Manning <laughs> left, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it, man, bro, for sure. We, Who's that cat? I've seen that guy before. So we even have the same birthday. Who's bro? the other guy in the photo? I don't, I don't know. I don't know uh, his cousin or. So you've what before? So this is I'm so. I first time I see him coming coming out of my room yeah like you're having another vision is that what you felt that what you felt see no, no it's it's like seeing yourself yeah, yeah 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 dude all the mannerisms is the same oh shit like so and i never met my real mom so i'm so, so you, it was just it was just kind of like what and even people were asking me it's like are you related is he your brother yeah i'm like no so i see him and i'm just not trying to pay attention but i'm like that's weird yeah right it's a cooler version of me right <laughs> right that's definitely the case yeah oh, it, damn. Is, it is so we're on this yacht everything's cloud nine i get my picture taken with nicole and you peaked boy <laughs> boy i wish i had more to say i froze ah oh. nobody nobody would blame you yeah, it was. Yeah. Ooh, anyway, so we're, I'm up on the top of the the thing, and then we we meet each other, and we're talking, and we're just kind of like weirded out, both of us, right? And I was like, I was like, when's your birthday? He's like, when's your birthday? Oh no, we had, we had the same birthday. No, you guys are separated at birth, dude. I don't know, but anyway, we have the same birthday, and but I'm a year older. Oh, okay. So anyway, but just weird. No way he did an extra year in the pen. No. No. <laughs> that would be me. Yeah. So um, anyway, L.A., New York, or not New York, but um, L.A. First time I'm seeing um, DJing on a professional level. Yeah. Like people are grinding, people are networking, people are handing out business cards. Like in me, I'm just soaking it all in and kind of like you know just a newbie mm -hmm. you know I just got into the crew and I don't even know how I got in the crew 
Mesmerize. Well, no, I didn't. I didn't know. I met Mesmerize there, but that's he. Oh, gave, okay. He get because he's from Miami, but he was living. He just moved to Arizona, but he was going back to Miami, and he gave me the gig at um, Mikhail's. Uh huh. And going back to like people would always going back to teaching. People would always would come up and they give you this zigga zigga when I would DJ and then they would like want to touch the record and I would tell them oh you got to come back this way this yeah. is how you DJ you don't DJ from the front uh-huh. you got to come behind the tables and then I let them cut I let them scratch them and because to me one it wasn't a serious place to where it wasn't that big of a deal yeah and two what if that was the one moment that did everything for them like the first time that i saw Qbert or top speed yeah that's or, a beautiful way to see it man yeah because i could see a lot of people just getting like annoyed or like it, yo get the fuck it, off it does get know? a little bit annoying but i can see the interest yeah it's like the excitement because i know how it was when you didn't have any equipment and you saw equipment you wanted to, to yeah, touch the yeah, equipment yeah. you wanted to so that's like kind of the, the first thing that i do with the, the djs where the students is to come and touch the equipment like let's get on it first like oh that's cool man there's no rules there's because no it's like the opposite of your radio fucking class where it's like you have to learn all this bs it's like yo why if if you would have just let me get a little bit more hands-on up front you then you could have invested all that other nerd shit that you're into now right but like back then i could be doing this what we're doing now back then yeah and but that's I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. You're doing it now. Yeah, that, exactly. And that's kind of just goes back to division and focus. So, and that's why I kind of was telling you, like, all right, people ask me, how do you get started in the DJing? And it's like I have these moments and these things that led up to where I'm at. But then I look back and I'm like, you know, is this? You know, like, oh, I was meant to do stuff. And people know that they, they're they meant to whatever. And what I've noticed, like, all the athletes, LeBron, Michael, anybody, they've always known at a young age or they've seen themselves. Yeah. It. Right? And it's hard to vision yourself it when there's no anything to look at. Right? And so, at the time, the first thing that I saw something similar to what I look like mm-hmm. was Qbert. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, it just kind of weird, like just saying like, oh. It just connects with you a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's, I don't even know where I'm going, but. Well, it, it allowed you to kind of like see, okay, it is possible. Cause like to get involved, it's it's a big it's a big leap to try to take anything serious like that. Well, when something is like it's not the norm. So like like back then, you <coughs> wouldn't say, "Hey, I'm going to be a DJ." You just <laughs> did it as a hobby. Yeah. And what did your parents they, say? They I didn't tell them nothing. They didn't say nothing. Like I've I just practiced in the basement. So my room is in the basement. Mm-hmm. So I would just practice what I thought was practicing. Yeah and play music and so the very first time i made a pause tape 
What's a pause tape? So a pause tape, so this was seventh, eighth grade. So this is the first time I heard mixing. It was on Yo 810. And I barely got it in because you had your regular, um, I forget this, Z100 or whatever, um, where they would play a little bit of hip hop, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? And mm-hmm. it'd be more like Fresh Prince. And then the rest was all rock and alternative. Rap. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Z93 that, is what it was in Yuma. Right. Yeah. So, but then on the weekends, it was Yo 810. I just found it, whatever. And then I heard five songs at once type stuff. So basically, like a four track okay. of whatever. I heard, like, because you would hear. It was Sir Mix a lot, um, Posse's on Broadway, but it had the Godzilla sample on it. Dun, dun, him, dun, no, dun, no, dun. him screaming the uh, right. Okay. And that wasn't in the original what you heard on the radio, what you saw in the video. Uh huh. Right. But it was the remix or whatever version that it was, and then that's where I heard the songs that I saw in. MTV or heard on the radio but they weren't played that way you know they were mixing together Mm -hmm. so that was kind of like really how are they doing that yeah right so I think it was my 14th birthday I got a radio um, a rack system two decks and a little turntable but it was stuck to is this a little seven inch whatever right it was just a gpx rack system cheap okay right anyway so i had two tapes and so a pause tape was basically you would take samples of songs and then i would make my own edits so i would make my own stories and you would have it on pause and then record and then you would start it and stop it for a glimpse of whatever section that you were recording yeah right so then you would record that little section then take another section and then record the little section and then basically you would clip it together okay so like just for an example i took an eddie murphy comedy tape that i had and then i would took this easy e song it's like rolling down the street right roll down my window and he started to say right yeah. and then i would put the eddie murphy your mother got a wooden leg with a kickstand on it, right <laughs> and, then, and then that would be the cut yeah and then i would play the rest of the song oh uh, okay okay so, so that's how i would edit and i don't even know how it happened but back then you would always just record stuff you would at least because i never had enough money to buy like the actual tape so i think the, the my first tape was like two live crew yay they wore they wore the shit backwards right that, yeah. that's what it was no that was crisscross oh that was crisscross yeah damn no I they, they were banned in the usa so they were the so uncle luke because it was it was too uh too uh was, too raw it was so basically it was just a bunch of sex raps <laughs> <laughs> but mr mix had all the cuts on there uh-huh like that dude was cutting up on everything so that was really like the main thing besides you weren't supposed to listen to it because it had explicit lyrics yeah but for me it was that but the main thing is there were scratches on everything and he 
But anyway, but um, that was my first tape. 